Well, in this episode, Ryan Long and Danny Mullen, two very funny comedians, bring the heat, man. We get in some viral videos. We got news. We got it all. We'll do all of it right after this. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today. Comedians Ryan Long and Danny Mullen. Plus, we'll do the news and some trending topics with Chris Loxamana. And now, a man who always has that old car smell, Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. The truth is, I meant to get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. Ryan Long and Danny Mullen back in studio. The dream team is back oh, together. Yeah. Uh, there's dates. There's podcasts. There's YouTube's uh, Danny Mullen officials where you can go and check out uh, all this great YouTube stuff. And Ryan's got uh, dates all over the place. Go to RyanLongComedy.com. The boys cast with Ryan Long as well. If you want to listen to a podcast, good to see you guys again. Yes, sir. Sorry, and we're like boys now. Adam had me on his show in New York. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I um so let's see where to start. Uh, music is uh, where I want to start. Ryan, I know you did some ska work in your in your day. That's correct. Did you guys have the a most dan- hated music? <laughs> it's pretty gay. <laughs> did you guys have a dancer in your band? Just a guy who danced like the Boston. Like yeah. No, I think that was only the specials in the Boston. <laughs> there was a there was a few bands that were also experimenting with a guy that just danced. <laughs> I think when you start buying flights, you're just like, oh, does the dance guy. <laughs> Dicky from the Boston's always told me that everyone got the same money, whether you danced or played the saxophone or wrote the songs. Like the that dancer you, got paid the same. See that? I feel like that's a recipe to everyone to start really hating the dancer. Uh-huh. Yes. It's, it's like it's Slipknot, the sampler. The guy wearing the, the ninth mask, drummer. Goes, yeah, the guy who bangs the trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also, what what it inevitably gets into is at some point you're like backstage and you're sitting around and the show's going to start in an hour. And then somebody who actually plays an instrument in the band goes, oh, shit, I'm out of cigarettes. And then uh, somebody says, we got to do sound check. Who's going to get the cigarettes? And then the dancer guy goes, not me. I got to stretch. That's where they hate that guy. It's like, well, we have to go out for sound check and he's like yeah but yeah i gotta stretch i gotta the, limber up if the bus is ready to leave and the and the dancers at some chick's house <laughs> yeah so i think we're drilling down on something here which is i as a guy who who pays for everything and does everything mm-hmm. conveniently it's the way i look i at hear myself. that brother um i have pretty endless tolerance for those who do nothing and just take my money and waste it. Mm-hmm. It's when they start going, uh, you go pick up the takeout mm-hmm. or you go sure. whatever. And I'm like, I'm paying yeah. for the fucking takeout mm-hmm. and for your car. Go <laughs> get the takeout like that because it'll inevitably it'll get to that place. And I always tell everyone you can be the shittiest employee in the world. Just Bring donuts on Monday. That's all. You'll be employed. They will look past your horrible performance and, and eat don't those question donuts. your decisions. Like if you're like, okay, you know what, we got to go an extra hour today. I, you're the guy that I don't want to hear a big hoopla from. Right, the dancer. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? All the dancers from all the ska bands should form a super group <laughs> where there's no music playing and they're all just on stage, just going by each other in skinny black ties. I'll tell you what. I, I've seen some of those bands have like. Re- 
unions, the dancer didn't get called. Didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> well, those are their cash well, grabs, they're, right? They're busy. Yeah. Yeah. The dancer, yeah, the dancer's got another gig. That dancer's working at Dunkin' Donuts right yeah, now. Yeah, don't quit your dance job is the new is the new uh, rallying call. That, that is what, that's the same thing as like Silicon Valley. You know, they got a lot of extra employees when times are crushing it. Mm-hmm. And then now that all those companies were kind of dipping and the stock market's crashing, mm-hmm. it's like we start, people start looking at like, what do you do here? Oh, listen, I've been on the campus of like Pixar and some of those places. Amazing. Yeah, and, but they don't need the kind bar salesman. Or, or no, the gender no, safety No, that, that's the whole thing. Like I walk through Pixar with the guy who runs Pixar and I was like, well, foosball table and cafeteria and stuff. And I was like, I could walk past an employee playing foosball in the middle of the day twice, but the third time I passed him and he was still playing foosball, I'd just fucking run up there and go, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I'm not paying you to play foosball. And uh, But back in the salad days when they just had, you know, like literally at, at Pixar, they'd go, if you want to do archery, all you have to do is find two more employees that want to do archery and we will hire an archer to come in and teach. You will do it during the right. day, you know, in the middle of the thing. And I think back in the salad days, you could have probably petitioned for a ska dancer. Like you could have won. You know what gets my creative juices flowing, boss? I need a guy in a skinny tie and a hat from the 40s wearing Wayfarers just dancing here. We've all agreed in the writer's room that if that guy did his dancing, we would be a lot more productive. And I also want him to come down on a slide. Yes. So the the uh, yeah the ska well ska ska had its day, you know. I mean, I there mean, was a moment for sure. Certainly, it was, at, there was a well. Technically, there was a few moments, and they're called waves in the industry. Right. We had the no doubts and the real big fish and the the boss tones and yeah. And, the first thing was the kind of uh, like you know in Jamaica, right? Which was the whalers and all that sort of thing. And then I think there was the two tone kind of the second wave, which was like. It's kind of like the reggae guys and the punk guys in Britain getting together. Yeah, I was kind of and saying kind of the specials ska seemed to be born from how can we make reggae worse? <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying, but it's not grating. You know what I mean? Like, I feel that way with reggaeton music. If you ever listen to reggaeton music, it's, it's like a bunch of people got together and this went, you know, mariachi music and uh, our, th- this, this, this genre of music is annoying and and it drives people insane, but I think we could up our game. Like, I think we could take ranchero music and make it unlistenable. Well, yeah, you, I mean, they did the same thing with punk, where it was kind of like, hey, how can we make uh, punk more annoying? It was like, hey, let's raid the band department of every high school and right. then put them in the punk band and don't change their outfits whatsoever. So speaking of music, I I marvel at uh, what I call... Uh, what do you think's worse, by the way? Sorry to interrupt you. Yes. What do you think's worse, punk or, sorry, ska or rap rock? I like ska better i'm making fun of ska but i i i like a lot of those those bands so i'm i'll go with uh rap rock is is worse i'm going rap rock is better man (laughs) you would like rap rock chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water dude one of the first cds i ever got (laughs) i can picture you setting the mood with a girl to pod no pod is christian you can't fuck to pod but dude, boom, dude limp biscuit is funny though like the early limp biscuit albums are like comedy albums they're really self-aware. Yeah. Like, they know they suck. 
Yeah, it's like Fred Durst is aware that he's a douche with a, a red baseball hat and a puffy jacket. He's kind of he's our Yoko Ono, like like <laughs> yeah. like he's a talentless person that possesses no musical ability at all. He's annoying as shit, but we all know his name. And he was batting way out of his league romantically, just like Yoko Ono. Who's oh, he, who's he was he fucking was? Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Fred Durst. All the A-listers. Just an Eminem song. No, dude, all the A-listers. He was there. He was like at the height of the MTV totem pole in 2000, 1999. Hey, he, yeah, he I mean, headlined Woodstock, right? Yeah, my yeah. my, my friend Nick Santor is a very accomplished writer. Oh, right, Fubar and everything, Prison Break, everything. He wrote a wrote like he wrote a feature. A true story great. about a, I think it was a, a black high school girl who actually started on the varsity team. He wrote this great script and he sold it and he, he was having the greatest day of his life. And at some point they told him, uh, you know, he's directing. And they're like, who? Fred Durst. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah, he's directing. And they did a shitty job of directing the film. And that 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 was that was it. We're but, also adding in some scenes where there's a chainsaw skinning your ass raw. <laughs> But that was him at the height of his powers, right? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He was dipping his toe in directing for a little bit. So um, I'm listening. So I like. I'm obsessed with what I call statutory rape rock. All those, <laughs> all those songs from the '60s and the '70s, even into the '80s. You know, oh. Oingo Boingo. I like little girls. It, it's not called I like girls. Uh, yeah, we it, don't like dude, rap head, rock. We like rape rock. Rape rock. Head PE was. Uh, I remember their big song. Well, one of them. It was like something, something, and my girlfriend's only 17, and it was oh. like that. That was, I guess it used to be 16, but. You're this was... 16, you're beautiful in your mind. Young girl, get yeah. out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. You know, it's a lot of like, and, and, and each one do has, my time. has lyrics, yeah, like going like, uh, they say no, but my heart says yes. Like they is her stepdad and the principal of her junior high, and it's society. Your parole officer. Yeah, your parole officer. Uh, it's endless. It's endless. But and and I I think I have I I thought I had discovered every statutory rape rock song that's ever been done because I've been <laughs> drilling down on this for more. Who's than the biggest? Years. Who's the number one? Um, Gary Puckett, I think, in the Union Gap has "Young Girl," <laughs> yeah. and Gary uh, Puckett. I think Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. I think have "Young Girl" and. Get out of my mind. <laughs> this is a guy who's obsessed with prepubescent women. Yeah, this is a guy that uh, you would sing this at your like support group. You yeah, know? yeah. Get out of my mind. I mean, it's like, it's like I, I don't want to kill again, but my dog keeps telling me to do it. You know what I mean? You're fighting it. Yeah, you just I, can't help I it. I know it's wrong. Do you know what's fun? A lot of times, some of these bands you hear about, and you're like, well, the guy was like 20. You know what I mean? Mm. These ones, you're like, these guys don't. These guys look 45. <laughs> You're old enough to give me love. You let him to believe. You have a fake ID. Come on, Gary. But <laughs> listen to the pipes. <laughs> That's a lot of nice <laughs> Better run. Like if I if I escape these shackles, <laughs> you're come back after with your you. daughter, huh? <laughs> yeah, but oh, uh, picked heels and makeup. You could listen to this line. 
You're just a baby <laughs> in disguise. Oh, Somebody pull that out. diaper down. <laughs> and though you know that it's wrong to be alone with me. You're super creep. That come on love legally. So, young girl, but the reason I think Gary Puck and the Union Gap are the Mount Rushmore of that story, Rape Rock, is they also they have young girl, and I believe they have that girl is a woman now. Oh, this no. girl, oh, no. this oh, girl is a woman. Yeah, he, made, he made her into a woman. Okay. <laughs> through oh. violating her. You're like, okay, but that album came Concept out 10 album. years later. <laughs> yeah, he took his key to her roller skate. And this is the next track on the record. I <laughs> so it's all about one specific girl. <laughs> yeah, you can't do better than two hit statutory rape songs. Do you think any of the other guys in the band were like, maybe we, you know, write about something else? <laughs> I would just like the band song pitch sessions. You know, Gary Puckett comes in and goes, I have an idea for something. Okay, let me guess. You're raping a 14-year-old in the park? What is it? Keep them coming. They're so uh, sincere, too. Oh, They're such straightforward ballads. So these are all huge hits. It's more like the age gap. This girl is a woman now. She's learned how to give. <laughs> yeah, for, for a young girl, if you just read the lyrics straight and not think about the melody, it's, a confession. it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he's turned her into a woman. It's crazy what you could get away with with innuendo back then. Like, if you use the Lord's name... In any sort of negative fashion, the song's going to be banned from the air. But if, I mean, this. Oh, yeah. Perfectly fine. You couldn't say, God damn it, in one of these songs. It wouldn't get any spins. But you can rape as many 13 year olds (laughs) as you want, as long as it's tastefully worded. The the beat, John Lennon, the last song on Rubber Soul, is about not only probably raping a young girl, but killing her, too. (laughs) Run for your life. Oh, you better run for your life. Run for your life. And they all disowned it when Me Too came up. Ah. It, it resurfaced, but it was an Elvis parody, and it's got sort of a, a like a sardonic, sarcastic tone. Mm-hmm. Which what's creeping me out about this, as you can tell, this is coming from his like, loins, the core, the his loins, loins, the loins of Gary Puckett. This is born from his loins. <laughs> yeah. All right, but listen to the pipes. Come on. I'll make it sing. Listen when he hits these high notes, man. This is going to be my new karaoke groove. (laughs) I'm going to sing it. I'm going to find the one underage girl in the room and sing it to her. Here it is. Going back to back. But I discovered, <laughs> I, I discovered a line who's not, this guy isn't known for statutory rape. Okay. And uh, he's, he's Bob Seeger. He, no, he, he, he slipped one in? <laughs> he slipped one in. Now, he, 
He did do night moves, which he's talking about taking a young chick, but he was young too. Yeah, that's kind of what he, I was he's saying. He's going, yeah. you know, I was 16 and, I was you know, too you. tall, could use a few pounds. Yeah, yeah. He was young, you know, he was, he was 16, she was nine, but it was cool, <laughs> you know, it was the 70s. You know. Now, night moves was one of those, we, we learned about love in the back of a Chevy, kind of both of you, you know, John Cougar Mellencamp, who went fucking horrible, by the way. I hate that guy's music. But it's like it's like it's like folk music for dumb people who want to say they like good music, except for it's not. But anyway, uh, then there is uh, Bob Seger. So I was driving onto a I was driving to a set yesterday. I was just spending a little time in traffic and Bob came on and I started listening to the lyrics. And this is Turn the Page. Which is a good song, and it's just about being on the road, and at some point, people graduated from statutory rape rock to on-the-road rock, but they would they would sprinkle in some raping on the road, you know, like a love your woman and then hit the road again. Oh, sorry, I talked over it. Sorry. we got to rewind oh, it. That, that was the... the okay, Think about the, the woman... Banger. Or the girl. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. Okay, now, he's not rhyming girl with anything. He didn't need... All right, yeah. So, he he could (laughs) say you could think about the girls or the girl from the night before, but you can't say woman... And then yeah. stop and go, or girl, because <laughs> or girl means we've now slipped under 18. Well, maybe he was driving from California to Colorado through Nevada, where the age of consent is 16. Oh, you're right. That <laughs> tour bus. <laughs> the traveling song, dude. He probably she wasn't legal yesterday, <laughs> but tour... today is a new day for me. <laughs> the tour bus probably had, in the 70s, one of those dry erase boards up on the thing where they do like days since last accident but age of consent you know like the bus driver's like we're now heading into Muncie, Indiana and then somebody would have to go up and write the age of consent up there you'd have to erase the California one and put it down to 14 or whatever because back then you Everyone in the band, roadies especially, would have to know yes. w- what they were entering into, right? Isn't that amazing? There's that much variability. Like, I, like very few people talk about it. Like, everybody's like, oh, this comedian's a piece of shit because he accidentally DM'd a girl who was 17 in, in 11 months. But you could just go to Nevada and the age of consent is 16 or whatever. Some places where your head. If you get the parents' consent, it changes or something in America? Probably in the South. I don't know. So why did Bob make the distinction between woman and girl? Yeah, because girl on its own could mean any age, but when you put it beside woman, it is a deliberate choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why why wouldn't woman or and or girl alone have covered it? Why did you need <laughs> to draw a distinction? And I get it if you're rhyming girl with something, uh-huh. but you weren't rhyming it with yeah. anything. You just needed a little beat in there, but you could have said anything in that in that point so why he probably had that same argument with his wife that, that month yeah he's like no i just it was a creative choice i made yeah you know what, one of my favorite uh, jokes me and my friends used to say is we used to go man back in the day music used to be music back when it was jimmy bob and then we go eats world and seeger the best <laughs> <laughs> 
That's funny. Uh, but it did remind me of, of something that we played on the show a few times that you guys will will love, which is uh, the great Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones was called the Minister of Defense. He played the defensive end for the Rams, Pro Football Hall of Fame, many, many, uh, many all-pro seasons, and uh, coined the uh, term sack, sacking the quarterback. That's yeah. his. He made that up. It didn't. They didn't call it sacking the quarterback uh, before term. that. <laughs> but but in in uh, in the theme of Bob Seeger stopping after he said woman and then making sure he said girl, girl yeah. after word. There's a classic that I also discovered uh, <laughs> that you guys are gonna. Are you're gonna, like a YouTube pedophile. You're gonna love it. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Here's here's him explaining his uh, head slap move. Action's threat of breaking arms was the reality wow. of the Deacon Jones head slap. The head slap was to do two purposes. One was to give myself an initial head start on the pass rush. In other words, an extra step. Because anytime you go upside a man's head, or a woman, then they have a tendency to blink their eyes or close their eyes, and that was all I needed. Wow. <laughs> he what? did what Bob Seger did. He stopped and went, I need to add... More to this description. Even though no woman has ever played in the NFL, (laughs) no one has ever played weak side tackle for any team. The the NFL's been around for 110 years. There's no female has ever started. Progressive. Yeah, he just had to include it. Or if you're being a woman. I'm honored. This is a special morning on the Adam Carolla show. It really is. Women can get beat up too. But also, we weren't asking him about his home life. We were asking him how he gets around offensive sure. tackles. Why did he stop and include it? If you're trying to be um, charitable to him, like if you were his lawyer, you would say, well, he's calling some of those guys woman because they're so bad at football. Mm. I, it's I not a, a great defense, but that's what you'd go with, I think, if you were the lawyer. I have, a, I have a different take that you guys are too young to remember. Sorry, you're... Chair malfunctioned a little bit there, it. but we can we can fix it. Um, there was this whole so you guys think all this is new, all the million women march and the squad and all oh, the women the 70s squawking was the first time. about everything. This all is the, the second time. wave. This is the second wave. This started women's lib was in full effect in the seventies, and when they got really into women's lib, there was this whole weird correction thing where. You would be talking to a woman and you'd go, listen, all I care about is in my airline pilots. I I just want him to be smart. I want him to be skilled. He or she, he or she, they would stop and add it Uh all all the time. And whenever you you talked about, you know, I just want my senator. I want that dude to be smart. I want that dude to be he or she, he or they would stop and correct you all the time. So then you had to start saying like. He or she, uh-huh. like you know, Muhammad Ali's next opponent's got to be a dude who's tough, or, or or woman, or woman. <laughs> like you would stop because they would just correct you all the time. That's right in the middle of that movement where he's doing the. You think the that's correction what happened? Thing. He was trying to be progressive. He's trying or like to making be progressive. Like a joke. No, 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 no. progressive. He was he was so used to doing that, probably from like media training or whatever. Just like whenever, oh, the CEO. That, yeah, he or she will be right, right. Very, like you just you, you have to just even it out every sure. time. But when you're talking when you're talking about playing football and head slapping guys, well, maybe one. Well, we need to see it one more time. Let's see if it looks like he does. He, he smirks himself on the pass rush. In other words, a extra step 
Because anytime you go upside a man's head or a woman, then they have a tendency to blink yeah. the eyes or close the eyes, Set and that was all I needed. Straight. David Deacon Jones. All right. Was yeah. Now, the NFL Network is now since edited around that. Of course. That it ran no for 25 cut. years, and then I <laughs> found it and started screaming about it on the radio, and then they went, well, maybe we should touch that up <laughs> so, a little bit. So you won't find it anymore. It, Why it made the initial cut, Has I have anyone no asked idea. him? Is he alive? Uh, sadly, the Minister of Defense has passed. <sighs> yeah. And nobody asked him about it. And I, I think with him, Wentz, you can't go defensively hands to the face on, on an offensive lineman anymore, can you? So They made it – everything he did is now illegal, including <laughs> what he did to his wife. And she was blocking his way in the entry hall, and he was trying to get out of the house. Do you think he's like a big hero to Ray Rice? He, he grew up yes. listening to that clip. Yes, Ray Rice <laughs> was like – I was deeply moved by Deacon Jones's head slap technique. And also in music, Chris went and found um, on Club Random, the Bill Maher podcast, found a clip of Boy George, who I've always, I, I suspected I did not like his musical taste, but uh, this this confirmed it because you he, never you never spun Boy, Boy George when he was at his peak pop level, uh, like when I was at K Rock. Yeah. Well, so I never spun anything because I never. Well, even before care, or you just, or just put, just played him, like. No, I I looked at that stuff as kind of cute, sort of weak sauce, you girls. know, fine. Like if you're trying to get your dick sucked, pretend <laughs> you like Karma Chameleon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just fake it, you know, and see if you can get some sex. But I I was always like, this is kind of lightweight shit. Right. It, it was. What it was. There's kind of a place for it. You know, it's like a twizzler. shower. It's like a Twizzler or something. It's not dessert. You know what I mean? But it's a fine. The kids fucking like it or the chicks like it or, or whatever. But yeah, I it's never. Goofy. And also, I was always very, and still I am, which is if you've got to put up, put up all the makeup and do all the shit, then you're probably not a musician. Like the, the real say that to ICP's face. <laughs> yeah, well, say that to Wes Borland for Blimp Biscuit. The uh, guy who does black body before every show. Yeah, I mean Pete Townsend never sat backstage and went, "Where's the Kabuki makeup?" Like he's like, "I can play a guitar." He was downloading child porn the whole time. Though. Oh, there was an incident. Yeah, but that was a rape rock era. You know, we <laughs> thought differently. At the time, yeah. All the, the more washed up you get, the more sad the makeup gets too. Yes, hmm. like yes. if you're, you Alice know what I mean. Cooper. If you're like, the venue's half full, you're in the middle of the nowhere, oh. your wife's yelling at you, and you still got to go. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah let's put it all <laughs> yeah. You got to stay on top if you got to make up. Alice Cooper's in that pantheon of I don't I'm really offer anything musically, but I'll I'll do the whole thing where I'm like, yes, let's you know, into it. the devil, yeah. <laughs> try to sell some records, and dumb people will buy it. But I. I when I mean, in a, it's a little bit like when you see a comedian come on stage and he's dragging a trunk behind dragging him. Kind of like you better be killing it. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying it can't work. I'm just kind of saying I bet you're bringing the trunk for a reason. I saw um, there was a guy. I think it was like Lizard Man. And he does this act that was like a suspense. You know, they put the ring, they put the oh, hooks no. in. And they do all this stuff, no, right? Yeah. But this is like 10 years ago, and I hosted it. And they basically had um, the, 
they were it was like a small little rock venue to like you know 50 people there or something mm-hmm. and before the show started they couldn't find their bin of hooks oh, <laughs> and, no. so it's like you know they got like six wheel traveling they're like who are the hooks it's like you had the keys like okay go check the trunk again and they're, oh, they're, God. <laughs> they're fully tattooed trying to track down their bag of hooks <laughs> before their gig for 40 people and you're just like man this stinks yeah there's a version of that so I, you know, I always looked at boy George as sort of that version and and you know Paul Abdul and everything like first off if you're if you're into music then why aren't you doing music like why aren't you you know real musicians are you can't keep them off the stage I guess they go we're entertainers yeah they're entertainers but like real musicians will go like oh I'm going to McCabe's and doing an acoustic set for 25 people uh-huh. on, a, on a Wednesday night you know but anyway here's boy George I guess talking about two of my least favorite I don't even want to call them musicians, but here we go. I've never heard the phrase cover of a Yoko Ono song. Mm. Uh, Love Yoko Ono. Uh, heard the music? Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar, Love so I'm music. not putting it Love down. Really? Jefferson Manfred is, I mean, first of all, my memory, her lyrics are in, uh, insane. I mean, I would say that a lot of my favorite singers, Dylan, Yoko, and that's a weird one. No one picks Yoko. Leonard Cohen, Lou Reed even. They had a kind of lazy approach to singing. It wasn't really, uh, that wasn't necessarily, yeah, it was more about the, I can't say. what I have to say than what I No, the way you do. put well, it. Hold on perfect. a second. Yeah. All right, I have a lazy approach to golf. It's that I can't play golf. That's my approach. But you can't defend me. Like, I would shoot like a 157 if we went out and golf tomorrow. So I have a lazy approach to it, but it's also, I have, I possess no skill. Right. These, Lou Reed possesses no skill. And Yoko Ono is minus skill. Mm-hmm. Like, Lou Reed just sounds like a guy who wants to be... Like, if I was in the Velvet Underground and Lou was singing at, during rehearsal, I'd go, let's get you a thin tie and have you dance. <laughs> let's, let's, let's switch it to a ska sure. format. Because yeah. you clearly can't ska. sing. Because Lou can't sing. But I don't know how many times I have to bring this up. Why do we have to pretend? Why does everybody I hate have to pretend that they like Lou Reed. Is it too piss me off? Why is it? I know. <laughs> by the way, I know you're going to like Lou Reed by your politics and how much I hate you. <laughs> I, I know. I know who likes Lou Reed in advance. What, is, are the, is the Velvet Underground and Lou Reed a separate entity? Because I like the Velvet Underground. But the I, Lou Reedy songs where there's a singing saw and a droning violin for like 16 minutes at the end, I agree that sucks. But he wrote some good pop tunes. What's oh, the big one? No. He has, he, big he, one, he has two he has hits. Heroin. He has Take a Walk on the Wild that's Side. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. Do you hate that one? No. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. Doesn't, you know, I'm not saying. Sunday morning. It's in. He's incapable of doing it. But he has, you can find, I Love You, Diane, or something See, I think a lot like of that. my favorite singers are, like, bad singers. And this is, music in general, I don't put, like, the same reverence on music because I feel like music isn't about being the best in a lot of ways. If you think about, like, if you're, you know, even, uh, you know, sports or business, anything, you go, you look at the top guy and you go, that might be like one of the top hundred guys in the world. If you look at the mu- like a, the guitar player in probably the top band, you go, that guy might not be in the top 10,000 oh, in no, most absolutely. bands. Absolutely. So it kind of, I always sort of think of <laughs> well, famous in the top, people. in the top 200s. <laughs> He's in the top of every hipster's list. They they just have to say, I like Lou For Reed. relevance. 
Do you think yeah. with music it's kind of do you think that was the precursor for this now like you're just fine as you are living on the streets in a tent in your own vomit because it used to be like musical criticism they all hated progressive all these great musicians like Pink Floyd or whoever they they suck but punk had so much cred in the critical circles. Yes. Like, if Sid Vicious has to have somebody else plug in a bass and play backstage for him, and he's throwing up all over his unplugged bass guitar, he's a genius. Oh, but listen. David they, Gilmore yeah. sucks, and I nobody know, respects I, I, him. I agree a thousand percent. Those guys would do what Pink Floyd does if they could, but they can't because they don't have the talent and the sex pistols and all that. They fucking suck. I mean, <laughs> they all have to pretend. It's like the same people who worship at the altar of Lou Reed also would tell you how much they love the Sex Pistols because you can't say they suck, but they clearly <laughs> suck. All right, do you have I, I Love two You? two Lou Reed songs. One is called I yeah, Love but You, when and you look, one is called I Love You, Suzanne. That's that's the song. Oh. When, right. you, when you look back on things that suck, a lot of times you're forgetting that they were a reaction to the thing before, right? Yes, like that's some, true. So many times things just get so serious and so intricate, and it's, you know the music gets, who can play the fastest in this? And then eventually you're just a guy being like, you know what? I'll just do none of that and we'll yeah. suck and play a lazy version. And that's like appealing because you're so sick of the thing before. Sure. It always goes so hard. Then, you know, emo comes next. Sure. Yeah, no, I've <laughs> yeah. always had that, that there. All right. Here's a Lou Reed in his second hit. Okay. Well, yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yes, it sucks. <laughs> really make for a man. Okay, I'm back in. <laughs> Plus, I'm sick. You do what you want to do. Hey, but I love you, Suzanne. You do anything once. You try anything twice. You do My friend George is a good name. Hey, but I love you, Suzanne. Hey, hey. He couldn't do any statutory rape rock because you would take him literally. Yes. He represents hipster. You try anything once. <laughs> you try anything twice. <laughs> this song was a hit. It got spins in LA. I love you when you could. <laughs> the lyrics are fucking horrible. I mean, listen, if you can't sing, at least fucking put some lyrics together. All right. Tasty, <laughs> tasty like Boy, yeah, fucking George. Yeah. Fucking, I was going to say suck my dick, but uh, <laughs> don't suck my dick. Yeah. You've changed Boy, my mind. George. You've yeah. opened my eyes to the shittiness of just Blue Just play the first 20 seconds one more time. Just, just, let's all just listen to it. Eat some vagina, Boy George. You broke my heart and you made me cry. You said I couldn't dance. And now I'm back to let you know that I can really make romance. This was the mumble rap of the time. Ah. All right, this is just, it's just junk. I was driving around L.A. in my pickup truck. I was 22, and I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's Lou Reed. That's what we're doing. I'm like, yeah, yeah but this song's a piece of shit. And by the way, the, the lyrics are fucking horrible. That's just so funny. You driving to like a construction gig, just fucking yeah. angry, screaming. This guy's a millionaire off this dribble. Oh, my God. He was if an you, asshole, too. I... All right, all right. Okay, we're looking at the lyrics. I, I, I want a challenge. I have a challenge for you guys now. And then I, I have a challenge. Because another song, the other song I heard after, after Turn the Page um, 
was, um, oh, God, I'll think of the, uh, I'll think of it in a second. All right, I'll tell you what. Look at these lyrics. I'll do anything once. I'll try anything. You do what you got to do. But I love you, Suzanne. Do you want to do what you can do and you want to do, but I do need to do it first. I, that was a fucking dance. I, 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 you said I couldn't dance, but I really ma- could make romance. What the fuck? <laughs> this guy's a fucking kid. Dance and romance. Like three words. Dance and romance are as bad as girl and world. <laughs> when, you, yes. when you put girl and world into a song, you've lost me. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'll take the other side of this a little bit because I, I do get the... The idea of bands that it's just like so shitty because they don't, and they're like, there is just this, I don't give them, I don't give a shit attitude yeah. of like, yeah, oh, all I, right. I, I'm not trying to be Leonard Cohen. Yeah, all right. I love you. Go you. Listen to your Scroll fancy, up. Fancy I love you lyrics. when you're good. Uh, baby, I love you when you're bad. It's like singing. I'm going to sing heads or tails just over and over again. Just this and then that. I like it when it's cold. I like it when it's hot. I like you when you're skinny. I like you when you're fat. I love a double cheeseburger and an impossible burger. That's all he's doing. That's all this is. It's no rolling, 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 but <laughs> I, he was so all right, junked I, out at this point in I'm, his career. Okay, but let's not support it. That, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Boy George, he's dead. You were, uh, you were an idiot to like him at all. It's 2023. Shut up. We're done. Done with Lou fucking Reed. Jesus Christ. All right, I got, I got, I got maybe worse in the lyrics let's department. Let's go. All right, we have to take a break, but I, I may have worse. I mean, we, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. This is gonna be a battle of the shit bands in the in the lyrics department. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. Be right back after this. Better help. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Well, the time of year where, well, it can be a lot. It can be a little overwhelming as we head into the holidays. Lots of memories bubbling up to the surface, and uh, lots of stress. Maybe some family members you got a little history with coming into town. You want to be able to deal with it. You want to deal with the stress. Therapy can help you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. And there's a lot these days, micro and macro. I've always been a fan of therapy. I just believe that when you get your head right, the body will follow. And that affects every facet of your life. So you may want to start thinking about therapy. Why don't you give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, convenient. And it's flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It's BetterHelp. Right, Dawson? Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Corolla today. To get 10% off your first month, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Corolla. Blinds Galore, Black Friday and Cyber Monday right around the corner. So check out BlindsGalore.com. Do it today so you'll be ready when these huge sales start. They start November 21st. Give any room an incredible makeover with custom blinds, motorized shades, shutters, even drapery. Family-owned and run company. Over 25 years in business, and you can do it all without leaving your house. 
Just take the measurements and then you can customize it online. See exactly how your blinds or shades will look on screen before you buy. And you can order up to 15 free samples so you get the color just right. I just, I've used these guys in my house. I just put the stuff up in my condo. I went with the electronic shades. It comes with a remote or you can do it with your phone. It's perfect. Battery lasts. Save a ton compared to big box stores on custom products made just for your window. It's Blinds Galore, right, Dawson? BlindsGalore.com makes it easy to get the custom designer blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Order your free samples so you're ready for their huge Black Friday sale on November 21st when everything will be 50% off. Visit BlindsGalore.com today and let them know that Adam sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Ace man, Adam from Milwaukee, Wisconsin here. I was just listening to the Bill Maher Club Random podcast, and he had Boy George on, and he said his favorite artist was Yoko Ono and then followed up by Lou Reed. Get it on. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. I have a new theory. Ryan Long, Danny Mullen in studio. My new theory with everyone, which is like, you can't possibly like Yoko Ono. You just can't. You can't. And then people are always like, what are these people out in the streets? They're pro-Palestine. They're pro-Hamas. They're ripping down pictures of missing kids that have been abducted by Hamas. And like, what are they doing? And I'm like, first off, how did they all get on the same page? Like, how are all the same people that are pro-Hamas also love Yoko Ono. It's, it's, it's all the same group. <laughs> it's the same group. They all fucking love Lou Reed, and they they st- they stand with the Hamas. And I, I just thought, here's what they do. Here's how you can tell. Because it seems like, how can you be on every single subject you're just on the wrong side of? And I realize it's not a coincidence. It's not like it's not like well, I'm I love Hamas and I love Lou Reed. You don't know anything about either one of them, and they're both they're fucking. I, I would argue that Lou Reed has probably caused more damage, at least to me, than Hamas. Just to me, that's to me. I'm that's, not. That's your terrorist. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I mean, to me. To me. I've not encountered sure. Hamas, but Lou Reed, I've encountered, and his minions who support him. Okay. Um, my new thing is, you you are just doing, who are these people? What are they doing? Like, what is motivating them? And I just keep saying, everyone, they are just doing whatever would piss off John Wayne the most. <laughs> if, he, yeah. if he found out, if we reanimated him and he heard about this, he would be angry. He'd be the most angry. And that's all this. It it's just rebellion. They don't even think for themselves. It's, it's not like they like Lou Reed. It's not like they like Palestine. They don't even know anything about anything. It's just... Pure rebellion. Mm-hmm. That, that's conform- all. It is. And conformity to well, the now, rebellion. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't have free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just you just do like Trump says, build a wall, and you go no wall. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and then uh, Trump says uh, ivermectin may work, and mm-hmm. you go ivermectin's horse face doesn't mm-hmm. work. Like you just do the. Op- you think you have free will. You don't. You just do the mm-hmm. opposite of whatever a normal person would would say. Mm-hmm. So a normal person says Yoko Ono sucks, and then you go, I love Yoko mm-hmm. Ono. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're just. Hey, I got a bit of that in me. You're I like think. punk. Ro- that's what punk <laughs> rock is. That's what we're talking about. Elon Musk tweets that uh, he's voting Republican now. I hate everything he does, including EVs that are right. saving the environment I allegedly love. Mm-hmm. 
Right, right. We just that's it. I'll I'll just do the opposite of whoever I think is going to vote different yeah, than what's, me. Yeah, what, what a normal person. Everything that's you know would be normal is terrible. Yeah. All right. I have a solution, by the way, that I thought of yeah. uh, last night when I was sleeping. For <laughs> okay, this is what Israel needs to do. So none none of the other things have worked, right? So basically, what they should do is kind of like where the Iron Dome is and on the borders, put up like a. Put up basically a huge canvas, and every time there's a rocket fired, they draw a little bit more of uh, Muhammad. (laughs) That's good, yeah. So they basically say, you're doing this, right? And then they go every time, and they go, his legs there. You know, okay, shot again. Oh, his his arm's there now. So you actually are the one drawing Muhammad. You're taking out Muhammad. That's good. And then once he's drawn, which they don't want him drawn, and then, you know. But then, yeah, so I guess they could do their. It's version. like Hangman. It's Muhammad Hangman. And you're doing it. So yes. they kind of said, yeah. you're not supposed to draw Muhammad. I go, I guess stop shooting because this is rigged up and they've removed themselves from it. It's a system that every time a yes. missile comes, it like automatically just draws a little bit more of Muhammad. Genius. That would solve it. You're right. <laughs> Most of the ideas that come in the night are not great when you wake up. Yeah. This one, even better. And yeah. they're using you know, the human shields. They need something that Jewish people wouldn't want to hit, like if they were going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they they have like maybe the. <laughs> this is gonna be bad. But oh, yeah, yeah. Did. The, Here we uh, go. Every Hamas soldier has like like an envelope with first and last month's rent. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> now you've crossed even my yeah. line, and I don't even have a line. The uh, I know Hamas is great. It's like we just we put our headquarters under a hospital, but that's not because we're doing human shields. And it's like eh, seems like a lot of work to put your headquarters under. A commercial building? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Anyway, um, we have now the I, – I love you, Suzanne. Uh, I mean, maybe you don't think lyrics could get worse than a hit song, but um, I'm going to offer up Steve Miller's Abracadabra. This song's aged like fine wine. Production. Doo, doo, doo. Here it is. I heat up, I can't cool down. Time is spinning round and round. This fucking around nine year old with Down syndrome could write the shit with a crayon on a piece of bark. Nobody knows. Every time it's a nursery. I heat up like a. I heat up like a burning flame. Oh, God. This is a horrible lyric. I want to reach out and grab it. This is so bad. I'm in my car yesterday, driving to the set, like screaming at the windshield. This played too? Yes. Terrible drive. When you, know, right? when you know what the rhyme is going to be. But but they all have the same theme, which is I heat up, I can't cool down. You're bad, you're good. Yeah. You're going to romance and dance. Like you, if you should be able to feel... Like if, I, if I was doing a stand-up set and everyone just was shouting out the punchlines, you know, I'd go like, well, maybe I'm not that skilled at writing these jokes if everyone in the audience has arrived at the punchline before I sure. spat it out. Silk and satin, leather and lace, black panties with an angel's face. 
I hear the magic in your sighs. He repeated that one. Oh, he ran out of oh, horrible God. rhymes. I hear those words that you always say. Also, this is also him trying to get into a bit of the 80s flair, too, yes, right? Yes. This is him pandering, same, too. Yes, yes. If you listen, listen to the guitar solo in this song, too. It's weird. the worst guitar solo ever. <laughs> the sound effects are awful. They might wow. be the worst part of the production here. Synth era was brutal. What is this, like 85 to 90? When was this synth era going on? I don't, I don't know much about 80s music. Sure, yeah. Early 80s. Early 82? 80s? Early? 82, I think I had. You have to understand your not a guitar out. solo. No. Whoa, man. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what I was thinking about when I was driving into... See Byron Allen on the soundtrack set. to a Quentin Tarantino movie. I think this song's <laughs> from 1982. No, he's as older. I'm just saying that. Oh no, it's just, uh, okay. Yeah, 82. All right. The, the, also, the year Man Eater came out. Also, the year I graduated high school. I was like, I have the worst graduating music <laughs> class of any fucking year. I mean, people graduated in 67, 68. They had the Beatles and Janis yeah. Joplin. At Jimi Hendrix and I got eighties was a this fucking era. shit. Yeah. But also, as I was like, sitting in my car, I think all the time. Like I listened to the Pretenders in the eighties. I listened to Joe Jackson in the eighties. I listened to Elvis Costello in the eighties. Can the Sirius XM team summon up the power <laughs> to play a good song from the eighties? Why is this? Why is this the eighties? You know, <laughs> then it goes right from here to Flock of Seagulls. You know, sure. It's like yes, there were other. There was other music in the 80s. Can you represent it on Beastie your Sirius XM station? Ugh. <laughs> Do you know Don't what's crazy that I heard on... All right, well, whose lyrics are worse? Whose lyrics oh, are okay, worse? I love the, you, I Suzanne. I have an answer, but uh, you're going to love this. Billboard for Abracadabra, when it was released, they said the song, quote, mixes sly lyric, soulful vocal, and Miller's guitar wizardry. Did anyone hear any of the above? Yeah. Was that <laughs> any of that? Guitar wizardry? Yeah, slide lyrics, yeah. soulful vocal, and guitar wizardry. Well, when I used to uh, either front sell or back sell them on rock radio, it would always be, I'd never say the Steve Miller band, it was always Stevie Guitar Miller, because oh. that was what he was known for. He was a guitarist, and that's yeah. not guitar. Now, you know what else I was thinking about is how the 80s ruined a lot of guys when the synth and the synthonic drums. So what you just oh, heard sure. there is like big old jet airliner and then seven years later he's doing this shit. Mm -hmm. and, I was, and I was thinking about it and it hit, it bit, even bands you love came out with synthy, bad 80s, you know, I mean. Like God. Rush had a keyboard. Oh, the, God, the worst. Getty is like, from Rush just went keyboard. He just gave up the bass <laughs> for like five years, didn't he? The, yeah. Rod Stewart, who had a bunch of good stuff in the 70s, just turned into shit 80s music. Like, everyone just did coke and got a turned synth. Turned into Christmas albums. Yeah. It's it just, <laughs> but, I, was, but I was thinking to myself, but but it's the same artist, you know what I mean, who should be more sonically evolved. Like like, you know, when Rod Stewart started off, he was nineteen or something. You know, when I didn't have much of a developed sense of humor when I was like nineteen or whatever. And and every but so here's what I was thinking about. 
every comedian looks back at their old material and winces, right? Mm-hmm. They go, oh, man, what was Definitely I thinking? Definitely the first you know? 10 years. Yeah, yeah, the first 10 years, right? Like women look back at pictures of themselves from New Jersey in the 80s, you know, like, oh, my hair. Oh, God, what was I thinking about with the eyeshadow and everything? Fine. Oh, I, Fine. I was 100 pounds less. Gross. <laughs> but, but imagine <laughs> you're fucking Steve Miller, Rod Stewart, or any of these people and the shit you did a decade ago was far superior than the shit that you're shitting out now. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then also, why didn't they know? You know what I mean? Like, like uh, okay, trends changed and times changed. And, you know, people, people, you know, sonically thought of music differently. But, but what you're doing in the mid-80s is palpably worse than what you were doing 10 years ago. Like, uh-huh. there's no argument. You were there. You played the guitar licks. You wrote the songs. You were on stage. Now you're on stage doing abracadabra? Mm-hmm. Like, like me doing fat girlfriend jokes 10 years from now and then going, no, this is good. <laughs> like, this is what people want. But you have ears. Like, why couldn't he hear what this was? That okay. what, what happened to everyone? That's what I'm saying. It's like... I was around in 1982 listening to this going, oh, my God, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't Steve Miller know it is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that every artist you get or, or after your moments sort of over. Or Hall and Oates. You know, Sarah Smile and Rich Girl and all that stuff. And then right into fucking yeah. Maneater. Like, don't you guys know you're doing shit? This is my theory. I want to so hear it. When you when an, after like an artist's like original moment was done, where you were like the per, part of culture, right? You have two options. You either you either kind of go be the band that like plays their hits forever and no one ever cares what you do, or you try to conform to the what it is now. The third option is you try to create your own path, and that one's way harder. And when you're doing a lot of drugs and you're lazy now mm-hmm. and you don't have the same drive that you used to, mm-hmm. you end up doing only one of those two things. Because I think the third option of staying relevant and good is the hardest one. Mm. Yeah. So they those guys all just like, okay, what are they doing now? Okay, well, you know, it's people all, we'll write songs with the new hit guys. What are the kids liking now? Oh, that synthy stuff. That's how you stay on the radio. That's it. Yeah, you, it's all just so all it's we're still on the radio. worse, though. Much worse. When, 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 when you can listen to Rich Girl by Hall Notes and then you can listen to Maneater. And you go, well, one's a piece of shit, and the other's kind of a classic. So, But the same people were there. Yeah. How did they talk themselves into it? Is, that's what I'm saying. Like Heroin. I, or maybe we're all doing it, and we don't know it. I think, I think it's because in the moment, you don't realize it, right? If everybody's telling you it's awesome in the moment, you're, you think it's awesome. Another hit. Yeah. But when you listen to... Rich girl or Sarah smile, and then you listen to "I can't go for that." No, no can do. I can't. It's like it's shit compared to the other thing. Like, I, is there a world where you think your fat girlfriend joke is better than the shit you're doing now? <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Creatively, is there you know is there a sculptor's version of this? Is there a painter's version of this? Like, is there any a poet's version of this? Is there any version of this where your current Stuff sucks. Right. I and mean, you did good work. Seinfeld is not going to make another better show. Uh, no, but I, he's not trying. I, I also, could, could you give the me the judge a, one? 
Can you give me the example Wait. of a fat girlfriend joke? Because I think I got a couple fat chick jokes in my act right now. I just want to make sure I'm not doing hacky your shit's stuff. Much more involved. Oh, yeah. Your fat girlfriend my. jokes are incredible. <laughs> no, we weren't talking about your fat girlfriend. No. Joke. When, you, when, you do the, when you come up with a fat girlfriend joke, you're pumped on it, you th- and you get some laughs. You're stoked on it now, but then looking back ten years later, that's when you cringe. Right. So I think but you're more upset is... that Steve Miller's looking back and thinking, "Yeah, abracadabra still slaps." Like, do you think they're proud of it? I mean, they have to play have it in every concert. Oh, they yeah. See, that's the thing. He has to resign himself to it. Even whatever he thinks, he has to pretend he likes it, and he All has right. to play it. I want to cleanse my palate with a little uh, Pretenders mystery achievement because um, I told my son, my son's a good boy. He uh, said to me, "You know, give me ten albums I should listen to," and I just laid it. I just laid out 10 albums you should you should listen to. See, this could be played on the 80s channel or the 70s because it was like 79 probably. We could play this. They could play this. We wouldn't have to listen to Abracadabra. And so um, he started with the Pretenders. And then I said, uh, what'd you listen to? And he went, Mr. Achievement. And I was like, yeah. This is like Lou Reed if Lou Reed could write music. Right, yeah. It'd be just the same. They have a song that's like 500 miles. They got a lot of hits. The whole point is, why can't we hear some of this? Why do I have to fucking hear Abracadabra mm-hmm. ever again? Anyway, my pal. There's a lot of bands in Long Beach sounding like that. You asked us which one we preferred, Abracadabra or Lou Reed's song. Lou Reed's song was way shittier than Abracadabra. Yeah. Lyrically, I'm asking. I, I think both, both. Lou Reed's really? song sucks. Abracadabra was at least interesting. I mean, it at least just it completely leans into that shitty synth sound. All Whereas, right. Well, I don't know. Let, let's 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 remove since we're just trying to go lyric for lyric here. Let's have Dawson <laughs> read. The first stanza or two of Abracadabra, and then I love you, Suzanne, and and let's see. Now we're going to remove the read, music. It, read it straight. Just read it straight. Here is Abracadabra. I heat up. I can't cool down. You got me spinning round and round, round and round and round. It goes where it stops. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> Here's I keep love going. You, keep okay. going. Sorry. Every time you call my name, I heat up like a burning flame, burning flame full of desire. 
Kiss me, baby. Let the fire get higher. Abra. Abracadabra. <laughs> I want to reach out and grab you. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds like I, a ludicrous I, I, maybe, maybe it doesn't get worse. Like maybe if I found a nine-year-old with Tourette's and I agitated him and forced him to write a song, <laughs> I don't think it could be worse than this. Uh, uh, but, but let's hear I Love You, Suzanne. Let's see. This experiment. You broke my heart and you made me cry. You said that I couldn't dance. But now I'm back to let you know that I can really make romance. Ah. You do what you got to do. You do everything you can. You do what you got to do. Hey, but I love you, Suzanne. You do anything once. You try anything twice. You do what you got to do. Hey, but I love you, Suzanne. Hey, hey. I don't that know. That one's way worse. Yeah, I said, I'm with what? you. That, if these were love letters, that second one was written by like a three-year-old. Yeah, Lou Reed didn't care. Lou Reed didn't care. <laughs> No, he's got boy George doing his bidding. What's he fucking care for? All right, I'll fucking <laughs> doing <move>. his bidding, <laughs> <laughs> polishing his urn. Jesus fucking Christ! Just could we just drop Lou Reed in the, the pantheon of, of, of fucking people, dumb people, the pseudo intellect, cool yeah. people. It's, it's it's a cool person thing. He's yeah. a hack. definitely a pseudo intellectual thing. Jesus but. Yeah. Christ! Boy George could have said anybody. Yeah, I also heard a story. All right, wait a minute. You got to hear New Country right now. That's the craziest. Where it's like oh. all those guys got forced to basically make like uh, straight up like pop songs, like fourteen yeah. year old girls. Yeah, but the lyrics are trying to be. And it's a guy that like was a country guy, and now it'll be like. Woke up in my truck today with yeah. some Jim Beam on my face. But like, <laughs> he's got like a bit of a twang, yeah. dude. If you li- like in that the Ubers, like that. It's percussion. crazy, dude. And you're like, that guy's either like a fake cowboy where he's just like putting on a hat and grew up in Los Angeles, or it's a guy that like probably wants to kill himself. Yeah. And they're auto tuned. Dude, it's yeah. wild to hear what they've done to country. <laughs> I hate it all. Um, uh, there's a song that I may hate worse than Abracadabra. Uh oh. Oh my God. Fuck the World by ICP. That's a jam. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe. I don't know. I love you, Suzanne. I don't. I don't think I could hate a song more. But but maybe, maybe. And, and the reason I'm super angry at the song is it was number one. David Essex is who uh, came up with it. But it was remade. I got a lot of thoughts on that. The remaking by Michael Damien had a hit with it like 15 years later, and, and Def Leppard. Remade no this song. The, song to the drummer from Def Leppard only has yeah, the one fact arm. That someone else from did. Only has one arm. Almost Bloodhound exactly Gang. That's the exactly. same way. Uh, this, this song is awful. This song gets played during the '70s stuff on Sirius X. I used to have to play this. You used to have to play. This sounds like a soundtrack. Like you can picture the guy walking into the house. He's looking for the money cat bag of cash. Maybe he's in his pickup truck covered with Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like sound design. Yeah, this is sound design. This was a, I think. Good hair, though. Hey, it looks good. Sweat shoes. Sweat shoes. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. 
song's a hit. And it was remade. And then the remake was was, was number one. Let's check out the remake. Uh, such a banger, then it's so nice you need to hear it twice. <laughs> Abracadabra's remake, too. It, it, it was so bad the first time. I, I, they were like, you know what? Let's do this again. Is this Michael this Damien? Well, Phil Collins did up, did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> This is a bad era. <laughs> this sounds like Corey Feldman. It really does. <laughs> I don't hate this, dude. I think you shot your wad with Lou Reed. <laughs> yeah, I may be out of jizz. This is your shit? <laughs> I think he's... <laughs> the shittiest song was too early in our, in our bed here. <laughs> well... I don't like being fair to Lou Reed, but Lou Reed was... Horrible, but over and under three minutes. <laughs> this thing's six and a half minutes. Yeah, so the- Adam, do you not know the the sound experiments at the end of the first Velvet Underground record? Like, I want Dawson to play the Black Angel or whatever the last song is on the first Velvet Underground record because I, you might shoot up the studio right now if you hear this song. Oh, well, we'll look for it. All right. Michael Damien should have... The first time around in the 70s, it was number one. Then it got to the 90s, and I think it was number one again with that fucking remake. I'm just saying, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? It feels like a filler song on an album. I didn't hate that. That was interesting, and it had a groove. Yeah, but you you didn't... If if I... Okay, that like, could be, if you sat for six and a half song. minutes and listened to the whole thing, and then it just kept coming up again, you would you would light your house on fire. Danny was born in the wrong era. That's right, <laughs> Dawson. You got it. The Black Angels' death song or whatever that song is. Like I, Adam's got to hear this. It, it's it, it sounds like sonic torture. Like it sounds like a Guantanamo on loop style song, but it's a sincere track. It's the closing track, nonetheless, on the album. I will. Yeah, that's when you get artsy. Oh, is that the it? live version? Hang on. Oh, I mean, well, we, the live was, version's got to be worse. Right. The studio one, it is so bad. I mean, the the, the the instrumentation is designed to drive you crazy. The uh, on a happy note, the I was listening. I don't know how I got onto he it. Died, but um, on a happy note, loose <laughs> can't cause any more damage to her ears. <laughs> but um, I was listening to Randy Bachman, one of the guys from Bachman Turner Overdrive, Canadian band, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And uh, their biggest hit was uh, Taking Care of Business. Taking Care of Business. Everyone remembers the song. And he was kind of breaking down how he wrote the song. And it was supposed to be (laughs) white collar sort of thing. But anyway, it was an interesting song. But the thing I didn't know, which was totally interesting to me, is, uh, by the way, Elvis took on the Taking Care of Business thing with the uh, TCB thing. uh, Lightning Bolt that he had his crew, Memphis Mafia War. Elvis took on taking care of business from listening to that song as sort of his mantra. But that song's got a great keyboard, a great piano in it. And the story goes is Bachman Terminator Overdrive was 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 recording taking care of business. And so it was like Santana was doing their own thing up the hall and War was doing their thing up the hall, too. They're all recording stuff. Don't get me started on fucking War. I may hate them more. I may hate them more than Steve Miller. I might. But uh, there's a pizza delivery and the pizza delivery guy went to the wrong studio 
And uh, so then Bachman Turner Overdrive told them those aren't our pizzas. And they went and like dropped them off at, at the war studio. But the guy was a great penis who was also working delivering pizza, like a struggling musician. And he just came in and was like, you know, you need some keyboard in this. And, Come on. and maybe I can lay it down. Real that's a Hollywood story. That's the story. And if you hear that song in your head, you will hear the piano. And so they were, according to Randy Bachman, like they'd been there for like 14 hours already. And they're like, go lay down some shit, knock yourself out. And we're going home. And uh, he did. And then the record exec like came in when they put it together, like the next day and was like, this is fucking awesome. Uh, and they couldn't find the guy and they didn't know his name and they didn't know how to credit him and they didn't know anything. And they had to like call local pizza places and talk to the guys from war who were too stoned to remember where they ordered the pizza oh, and all that. But that was the story. That, that just, that's like a hundred thousand pizza guys in Los Angeles probably right. get a delivery to a record studio. They go, this is it. Right. <laughs> All right, do we have the end of the Velvet Underground? Oh, yeah, here we go. Where's Lou? So this is your jam, right? I kind of like this a little more. Not an old city street and age. It's just all shit you do if you couldn't play. I didn't think Dylan him. could get any worse. <laughs> but, you know, he's the only guy who showcases the instruments he can't play. Yeah, well, here's an interesting theory. All the people that like him can't do anything either, so maybe they found kindred spirits. Because when you talk, like... When you talk to John Popper from Blues Traveler and you go, uh, how about Bob Dylan's harmonica playing? And he goes, oh, that guy sucks. Like, yes, John Popper can do something. He can sing and he can play. And I, I know that he hates these guys, too, because it's all the people that write for Rolling Stone who don't do anything and don't possess any skills mm-hmm. who like. Mm-hmm. For you, has Velvet Underground a little bit become... And their fans are so annoying that it made you hate them more? Velvet Underground is basically the Radiohead of their time, which yeah. is ev- all the dumb people just go, I love Radiohead. They don't know anything about Radiohead. You don't listen to Radiohead. You just say you like Radiohead. So people think you're cool. Sure. Like, like if you're at a party and somebody said, uh, what don't you like? And you'd be, if I was at a party, or if any of you were at a party, like a cool Hollywood party, Ooh. and you're like... I hate the Velvet Underground. I hate Lou Reed. I hate Radiohead, and I hate sushi. They'd go, "You got to leave now." They'd look at you as a dullard, right? Like the word would spread around the party. That guy hates the Velvet Underground and sushi. I like Born in the USA, and that's it, right? And yeah, and I like stew. That would be you'd be out of the party. You would be asked to leave the party. You don't belong here. You don't belong here. So these guys don't. Now, no one in the party possesses skills, so they don't want to have to be shown the door because they mm-hmm. can't throw their own party. So that's what it's about. Yeah. you got to go in the party saying, OK, computer, change my life. That's right. That's what you have to do. And then Boy George doesn't possess talent per se. 
Radiohead really did because they were just like a normal band and they sort of weaseled their way into being this like cool, like a collective thing. Because they, they released I'm a not, bunch of bad I, albums, but like the first album, it was just like a normal 90s alternative album. I'm not, I'm not even saying Radiohead is bad or good. I'm just saying the people who say they love Radiohead don't know anything about Radiohead, don't listen to Radiohead. Okay. They're just yeah. saying it. It's like I've gotten this argument a million times. Like, okay, you love Lou Reed. Yes. Okay. Produce a Lou Reed song that is good. And then I'll go, oh, well, so it's not about, you know. Like, well, you do? Like, you don't. You don't. I'm saying it's like, I like, John, I like John Hyde, or I like The Pretenders, or I like Elvis Costello. If you said, could you produce a song? I'd be like, well, I would really fucking narrow it down because I like 35 of his songs. Yeah. And they're good songs. Everyone will like them. But I wouldn't ever be like, oh, that's uh, that's a false flag. You can't argue that way or yeah. whatever. They can't do it. Yeah. Uh, if, right. you, if you explaining why you like something starts with well, comma, uh, right. you're in dangerous territory right there. I feel All like right. that a little bit with the show community, that people are lying when they say it's their favorite show. Oh, community. Yeah. It's got some funny stuff in it, but it's very like, <laughs> look how clever we are. Yeah, I feel, I feel like exactly. Uh, yeah, which is annoying. I feel like they like to say that more than it's actually true. Mm, yeah, well, Joel McHale's a dear friend. but I, Joel's awesome. I like I, Joel. Funny I agree. I, I agree. There's certain things. Well, it's like you can't say anything about friends or bad. You know, it's like there's certain. Especially now. Cert- you want to <laughs> get to that. You want to you send to. Community, Velvet Underground, Lou Reed, Radiohead, and Michelle Obama. Like, nobody <laughs> just don't want to go, that bitch? Yeah. That bitch fucking yeah, yeah. dumb. Yeah. No, she knows what the fuck she's talking about. Like, you, what if you're at a party? They're like, I don't like, I don't like Michelle Obama. I don't like sushi, and I don't like Radiohead. You would never last. You'd just be pushed right out the door. Yeah. So the people understand who they party. have to like and who they... Now, they could say, I love Michelle Obama, and you'd go, good, tell me one thing she said that you did you agree with and you think is clever and interesting and would move people. They'd go, like, oh, I don't have anything. <laughs> that, that's, how <laughs> it, that's how it would work. All right. Chappelle was that for comedy probably before the last three years. Yes. Good point. All right. like, you don't speak the Lord's name in vain. Sort of Next, thing. Hollywood party. Talk about how much you hate Chappelle. Now Talk they probably would be on board with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, George would. All right, we'll take a break. We got some news. We'll get into that right after this. Morgan and Morgan, let me lay a stat on you. People 15 to 24 had the highest rate of emergency room visits due to car accidents of all the age groups. Oh, man, my kids are in that age group. Now I'm worried, but thank God there's Morgan and Morgan. If you're ever injured, you can uh, check them out. Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm, over 100 offices nationwide, more than 800 lawyers, more than $15 billion recovered for 300,000-plus clients. Morgan & Morgan has proven that they have a track record, and they will fight to get you the full and fair compensation. They've been fighting for people for over 35 years Racing my vintage cars is hard, but submitting a claim for Morgan & Morgan is easy. Am I right, Dawson? If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Adam or dial pound law, pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash Adam or pound law, pound 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. 
Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand with thousands of free movies and TV shows. Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. In honor of Jim Carolla's 92nd birthday, here's a list of all the things Adam Carolla will do before he dies. Say that somebody committed suicide over him, as in, she threw herself on the train tracks. Just one of the things Adam will do before he dies. Let's get back to the Adam Carolla Show. All right. We got some news, some events, things that are trending. Yeah. Ryan and Danny are hanging out. We're having a good time. I, I just got to add real quick. Is, have you crossed off on your bucket list diving into a body of water with a knife in your teeth? That's on there. That's still on there. I'll always remember that Adam Carolla wanted to do that. I wanted to do it. Well, I grew up watching guys do that. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. Communicating underwater with another SEAL team guy, like to the eyes, like like that, you know, like that move. You get the guy that cleans your pool and like go and give him some instructions when he's fixing the. Yeah, I'll get Rob to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry. Uh, the BTO pizza guy is named uh, Norman Durkee, by the way. They found him. Then he went on to be, I think, Bette Midler's music. Um, yeah, I mean, I heard there are different versions of this story, too. Yes, like I heard I'm that sure. one. And then the other one is he actually was a musician at the studio, and he wrote down the chords on a pizza box. Oh. And so, I mean, they're, yeah, they're different. Well, Randy Bachman says he was the pizza guy. Either way, it's a good story. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, so, since, since uh, Ryan and Danny are here, and they're... They're no stranger to viral videos. I thought we could watch a few videos here that mm-hmm. are kind of circulating Fun. on the internet. Mm-hmm. So first off, um, this was at a Senate Health, Education, and uh, Labor Committee. And mm-hmm. uh, GOP Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma yeah. got into it with, uh, with Teamsters <laughs> yeah. Union President Sean O'Brien. So the exchange occurred when Mullen was uh, recalling an interaction that he had with O'Brien in June on Twitter where he's reading some old tweets, and this is what happened. Like he's self-made. All right, let's pause it for a second. I think I know where you're going with this. I'm I'm saying, you know, Dean Martin had the gold diggers. It's always nice to have a pretty woman flanking you. Uh, There's some (laughs) women behind him (laughs) that not only are aesthetically a little bit tough, but seemed some look like someone put a plate of shit under their nose. Like if I'm if I'm delivering my speech to Congress, I'm going to get a couple of hotties. And just tell them to sort of show a little, show a little cleavage, cleavage. Sit back there and, and put a smile on your face and do a little head nodding every once in a while. Not just sit back there. Oh God, and that's what Trump fucking does guy again. Yeah, Trump gets a couple of hot chicks, puts them, puts them front and center, flanks <laughs> sure. himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you know, you know what this is like. Every every time one of those um, black. Race hustlers or, or Benjamin Crunk or something like when the black when the, the black attorney who specializes in the cases where the cop, you know, shot the black guy, 
he gets up on stage and he's talking about the plight of the man and he was taken to. And the guys behind him are like nodding their head. They're going, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't. What if they were just going, oh, fuck this. Like you go, I don't believe him. You know what I mean? The blacks do that better than anybody. They get a whole posse behind them. And they just go preach, and they just nod, and they. You need a squad. You need a squad. Well, who are these two? I, I think the one on the right looks like she could clean up Los Angeles, Adam. <laughs> I, I'm, she could solve the homeless problem. There's two very dour women just sitting behind Senator Mullen, and you you know they have three names, and yes. you know they have a lot of progressive ideas. I would be like, when I'm talking, paint a smile on and do a little head nod. But all right, here we go. Right. I just love it. Oh, and I should mention that Bernie Sanders is the one. Well, he breaks yeah. it up, dude. He's, yeah. he's the one heading this, this entire thing. Well, so. Bernie Sanders holds him back. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because <laughs> I sure remember working pretty hard. And long Chips hours. ain't helping. Pretends like no he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. <laughs> always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. <laughs> Sir, this is a time, this is a place. Ooh. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution? I mean, hold on. No, no, sit down. Oh, I think he's going to take his wedding ring You're a United yeah. States senator. Sit down. Act. Oh, okay. 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 Sit down. Right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem. it. Hold it. If you can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. You know, gavels, Dang. the problem with the gavel, I like a gavel. Me too. I don't know if I like more, mortar and pestle or gavel. The gavel's incredible. Yeah, but you can't, you can't muddle? No, what is it? What do you do with a mortar and pestle? You take, you guys know what a mortar and yeah. pestle is? No, I don't yeah, know. It's like muddle. I think you muddle, right? You yeah, muddle. Yeah. You do like, yeah. It's that bowl with a little it's good crushing. for making cocktails. Okay. You know what I mean? I wish I had, I wish I had a job where I needed to use either one of them, <laughs> but the... The gavels, it's good, but normal hammers have a hammer side, and then they have the the claw side mm-hmm. on the back. The gavel should have that. You don't like the two-way? Yeah, it shouldn't be, like, bisexual. Like, well, what side of the gavel do you want to use? I don't know. What kind of moon am I in today? Like, it should just be the gavel side and then the fucking nail pull inside, okay. the claw side. Yeah, the gavel is double-headed. Or the other side should be, like, a bottle opener or something. Like, it should have some, some function, u- utility yeah. to it. Because and, and then it's unclear what direction the gavel goes. Yeah. No one says, like, this side down or there's an arrow or anything. Well, there's girl judges now, so they don't want them screwing it up. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. They would get confused with the gavel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My dad's a judge. When I, I would go to his dad's courtroom. A judge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, I'd go to his courtroom. I'd be like, why don't you have a gavel? Like, I pictured a white wig and a gavel. Yeah, where's his gavel? He says it's arrogant. Gavel. He says it's a, it's like a, oh. a dick move. For, it's like saying you like Lou Reed in the in the courthouse <laughs> but, to have a gavel. How what? are you going to yell order? You got to do it orally. You it's just snap. go acapella with you the order. Hockey. I wouldn't listen to someone yelling order. I'd be putting in an order. Like I'd be like, <laughs> I think right, this I'll is get propag- the chicken parm. This feels like propaganda. Your dad's telling him you because yeah. he had a bad experience with a gavel once and he doesn't use them anymore. <laughs> I, I, maybe he came down. Oh, he on had a- to use those. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, like maybe the bailiff violated him with a gavel or something. <laughs> Perhaps. Single tier. Old Jim. You're saying it's a prop. It's a carrot top style thing to have a gavel. Gavel's incredible. It's the reason you become a judge. <laughs> I thought so, too. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, if they said no gavel, I wouldn't be a judge. It's a whole game, yeah. 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 I'm only in it for the gavel. That's, Bernie yeah. Sanders laying down the law, though. That's right. All right. And then what happened? They used to fight like crazy. And you ever seen other countries' courts oh, I that love break it. into the brawls? I love it. Oh, they're incredible. A He'll famous Japanese one. And what would your dad do if he was like up there on the bench and he wanted walnuts, <laughs> but they were in a <laughs> they're in a shell and he couldn't get to them? You know what I mean? Then I bet he fucking wishes yeah. he had a gavel. I, I'm sure, yeah. We'll never know. Well, the that up. Is the he around? Is he still alive? He's alive, yeah. Well, bring he, that up to him. He's semi-retired. He works from Zoom now, which is a good place to try <laughs> out the gavel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you probably use a gavel app now. Yeah. Oh, pressing a button <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you tell your dad I think he should get a gavel. I'm gonna, I've been telling him that for years, so okay. I'll say Adam Carolla agrees. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll, tell him there's a controversy that's swirling around his lack of gavel. We don't believe it. Suspicious, mag- that's all. Yeah, he's say. not magne- so magnanimous that he won't use a gavel. We think there's a situation, there's a history. We'll call it Gavelgate. It, it's almost as if like <laughs> all of his sentences he's handed down are like worthy to be appealed now because he didn't seal them with a gavel. That's right. <laughs> you have to punctuate it with a gavel. Life! Has your dad handed out life? He hasn't handed out a life. I used to always ask him that. Yeah. It bummed me out that he hadn't given somebody life. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait, excuse me. Uh, no, no, he has given life. He has to give her the death penalty. No death. No death. Uh, He's given life, no death. So he's like mm. a L.A. criminal. Or wait. Sacramento. Sacramento criminal. He's given many life. I don't know why I said that. I was thinking about death. He's never yeah. handed down a Scott Peterson death penalty <laughs> style mm. thing. Mm. Which... You know. Was he pumped about it, or would he come home? Like, would it stress him out? You should have said, you, you sh- yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I had nothing to say. What you- oh, I was going to say, you should, you should say to, like, all your friends, like, when you're in high school, you're like, would call my dad the hangman. And they'd go, they'd go, well, he never gave out the death penalty. And would be like, no, he has a huge cock. Yeah. Huge. You know? That's nothing to do with him being a judge. Yeah. He oh, was yeah, called the hangman in junior Calls his dick the gavel. <laughs> and, you know it's, and you know it's fucked up? I've seen my dad's cock once, and it completely conforms to the Adam Carolla theory of how you should show your how a father should show his penis oh, to his son. Yeah. Hard. It was, he, he came in <laughs> no, with a don't. raging hard on when I was what? four years old. No. He, but we took a sh- All I remember about my dad's cock was one shower when I was four, and I remember it being giant. Yeah. Because when you're four, your penis is the size of a fucking chickpea and and so anything above three inches uh-huh. hard is is gigantic and that's yeah. all i remember ryan just for those the the uninitiated i always said oh well it started to dawn on me like i was always i went it dawned on me in high school like i'd sit around with my friends and they'd all go my dad is a huge guy <laughs> and i got nothing what the fuck they said in that tone the of voice f- you too. know huge <laughs> What's your dad working with? He's working. He's fucking hung like a black man. I got nothing. I got nothing. And and I started hearing this from every friend, you know? And then I started thinking about, like, well, it can't just all be that your fucking dad has this huge hog and you don't. Because, like, nobody ever said, like, my dad has magnificent calves and I have nothing. It'd be like, no, then you got nice calves. Two usually or big schnoz. You'd have a big sure. schnoz. Like there's 
So in high school, I started thinking about. I was like, "How is it that all these guys have small? How how can first off, and how can it be that all of their dads have a huge dick? That's, that's mathematically impossible, unless that's the reason we're together." <laughs> Me and my friends didn't talk about our dads' dicks as much. What? You're so gay. Yeah. That's so gay. You really gotta get into it, man. Fucking scoff. Talking our mom's dicks. <laughs> but so and then I started going. All right, now this is not it. And then I started going. Tell me about your dad's dick. Like, when did you see it? And no one ever went, Tuesday? They'd always go, when I was six, I walked into the bathroom and my dad was drying his hair and he turned around and the thing almost knocked me over. You know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, because you were dick height. Right. You were dick height and okay. you had nothing. Almost got <laughs> and it was line. huge compared to what you had. And then you never saw it again. Yeah. So now it's seared in your memory. And by the way, you're talking up your dad's dick, and this is good news for your dad, <laughs> yes. you know? So I always said, look, I didn't want to make a big deal about it. Like, you shouldn't get a raging hard on and show it to your five year old. That, that's <laughs> weird. That's weird. But I said, well, you do want to get a little blood going. <laughs> and I suggested just a little glycerin, just something that would catch the light, just a little bit. So, wink, you know, like when bodybuilders put a little baby yeah, oil on be telling everyone all around. You know <laughs> and get it get it fluffed up. What I call the leather phase. Not a full boner, but just a little something going, a little bit of glycerin. Mm. Take that hot shower, step out, get Sun the glycerin going. Your hands behind your head. No, again, <laughs> I'm not creepy, a weirdo. Ryan. I'm not a weirdo. You're like drying your hair when you know he's coming in. You turn around, let it sear into his brain, and then uh-huh. cover back up again. And about <laughs> 12 years from now, he's going to be sitting around the quad at lunch going, my dad has such a huge <laughs> cock. And you see when those friends come over to hang out, the newfound respect, the way they treat you, totally different. Adam, would you say that it would be your gavel? That, that would be my gavel. Right. Yes. I, I've told people to do this. I, I, I hope many have heeded my call. All right. What else we got? Um, all right. So there's this uh, video of this Grammy-nominated gospel singer who is nearly kicked off a Delta flight when she refused to stop performing her new single on the flight. This is becoming a trend, by it, the it way. It really is. Yeah, Asian so, or Jewish? Uh, <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find no, out in this video. Find out. So her name's Bobby Storm. Wow. Yeah. I think and, you're wrong about both. <laughs> what? No, and uh, so, yeah, here, here's the video. Oh, so she's, my God. She's, I mean, no. she's charting right now on the Billboard charts, and they're asking her to please sit down. She's in the middle of the aisle. She was singing. She's headed back to her seat. The seatbelt signs off. The seatbelt signs off. It's not a disturbance. I was like, you know, I, I haven't done this in a while. I've gotten to the next status, so. Are you able to be quiet? But they're enjoying it. So while we're sitting here, could I please? I'm not enjoying it. So I'm asking you, can you be quiet? Okay, well, that's a yes, fine, that That's a yes or no answer, please. Am I going to go to jail if I don't? Can you please answer my question? Are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. I'm asking you a question, yes or no. I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instruction. Okay. My instruction for you to answer my question. Are you able to be quiet What right do you guys now? think? Oh, my I'm asking you, man. What if Lou Reed sung on an airplane? <laughs> what do you guys okay. think? If you're not able to follow my instruction, yeah. you will not be taking this flight. Ah, okay. Are you so able to be asking. quiet? If that's the case, then that's fine. Yeah. So she's yeah she she some people actually applauded her when she was trying to ask for their help and you know she she was but you're being held hostage right for, yeah it's it's awkward was right? the plane yeah. on the ground at the time or in the air at the time uh, unclear 
It said the seatbelt sign was off, so they must, must have be been in the air, yeah. at they must have got to their altitude. That's bad. But then how's he throwing her off the plane? Like they're turning around. Listen, I mean they've they've had planes make emergency flights. Yeah, that's passengers landings. Yeah, I mean emergency yeah. landings. Yeah, or they tape you up. That's, oh, that's why I've said for years they just they need to have a fucking shark cage in the back of it. <laughs> right just throw every Sound nut proof. job in there. <laughs> sure. Oh, the dude, the, the billboard thing. What a, a billboard chart now is become so irrelevant. It's a hundred yes. plays. <laughs> is that the equivalent of get like thinking you're the shit because you got a thousand subscribers on YouTube? Yeah. But also. Well, I don't know what happened. What happened? That's that, that's all it is. She just well, yeah. there's a follow up. I mean, she either landed. They didn't. The singing on the plane is. They didn't out turn of the plane around, right? No, they didn't. Oh, okay, so yeah, uh, she, 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 she shut up. Yeah, she shut up. A, a plane incident for me. The Lord told her it's time to shut up. <laughs> like this is Odell Beckham Jr. did the same thing. This yeah. off season without yeah. the Lord invocation, and it, it's like I just cannot respect Odell Beckham Jr. anymore. Like if you make a scene on an airplane, you're the scum of the earth to me. I, I, I listen. We're gonna have to implement something where like you get on the plane and everyone that gets on the plane, they just go, "Give me your watch or your shoes or your wallet, like something of value," and then you go, "Okay," and it just all goes into a hopper. And they go, "You're not getting any of this shit back if you don't just go back there and just shut the fuck up." Yes. If I see you singing gospel or spouting off or arguing, you're not getting your fucking wallet or your shoes back. So sure. here's our deal: you can retrieve your wallet and your shoes as you're deboarding the plane when we get to Orlando. But if you fucking go back there and get drunk and start getting Anybody into takes it, a phone call with your fucking seatmate, you're not getting your shit back. I, that would solve all this problem immediately. You know, Adam, I'm going to. For, I think we should have a potato gun on the back of the plane that shoots it into yes. orbit, basically at thirty thousand feet. And also, if you listen to music or a movie without headphones, your wallet's getting shot out of the plane. Yes, yeah, I have a very right. low bar on this one. Uh, it's an ejection potato gun, or it's going right out of the back. Gone. Yes. Uh, if you have a Holocaust ring your grandmother gave you, it's getting shot out <laughs> over Kansas yeah. City. I totally will blue ice it. Fucking flush it, blue ice it. Pow. If you vape on the plane, if you have a service dog that takes a shit on the plane, oh, I mean, that goes without saying. Oh, well, I solved the service dog problem a long time ago, which is show you just show up at the airport and anyone's got a service dog that is not properly documented. Look, the thing about... If a dog doesn't have a, a handle on it, it's not a service dog. Yeah. It's got 12 foot of bedazzled leash. That's not a fucking <laughs> yeah. service dog. Yeah. And we just take it and we put it right into the air cannon that we use to test the metallurgy on jet propellers. We usually fire frozen chickens into those. Into those but now we're going to use your dog. And we just fucking film it. And we put it up on all. Sorry, CNN. We're putting this up and we just fire it in the fucking. Red mist comes out of the back of the jet engine, and then we go, any any other motherfuckers want to try to sneak their dog into this goddamn airport? You may try, but this may happen. We have the woman there. It's like a Hamas video. We bring her out to the tarmac. She gets to say goodbye to the dog. We, we load up the cannon. Wait till it gets to 700 PSI, and then just boom, right? And just pop. And we save chickens. Good eatable chickens. So with you, man. Mm-hmm. It's it is a thing because we travel a lot for my YouTube channel, and wherever you are in the country, you know when your plane is bound for Los Angeles based on the caliber of the citizenry in the plane. Mm. A lot yes. of influencers. A, a lot of influence. A lot of sideways pink hats. A lot of service yes. dogs. A lot of vague. 
plume, vape plumes just coming uh-huh. up from various seats. <laughs> a lot of music without headphones. Just a lot of general disruption. Really, I mean, the city itself in a microcosm right. on that plane headed to Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like the Vegas stripper flight on Thursday night, you know, from Burbank. Like That's yeah, they flight. take on themes. I didn't know that was a thing, but that oh, makes totally. a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All right, what else we got, Max Pata? All right, well, um, well, speaking of all these videos that have been going on planes, so there's a lot, been a lot of altercations on planes, I've noticed, um, like sports, sports games, like in the stands, fans getting into fights. And lately, a lot of drive-through videos of people just going crazy at uh, fast food restaurants in the drive-thru, like guns being pulled out. This one uh, that I'm going to show you, this is in Maryland. Uh, this is a disgruntled man who went ballistic, made a complete mess, and shocked the drive-thru staff at a McDonald's. I can't wait. Oh, oh no. Throwing, throwing drinks. Oh, don't throw the cup. Shut it down right now! <laughs> He's not happy. Give me some food. Uh oh, he's trying to get in. Hold all this shit. Fucker. That's a computer. Uh oh. Well, you're not getting your food now. I know. If you do, there's gonna be a snot rocket in it for sure. Give me some damn real food. This guy. Think he's a YouTube prankster? This guy's wearing his sunglasses on a ski beanie, which you see sunglasses on a trucker's hat, that's trouble. When you see it on a ski beanie, that's next level. Just grab him bag of food. So he's... He has been caught. They they are not identifying him uh, publicly, but yeah. All right. What's his deal? Was he a crazy person? They're not. Was that like a drug thing? Yeah. People people are assuming it's a drug. But did he get out of his car? Was that like a a normal acting in that manner, or was this a? uh, Can we? uh, I I think. uh, Can we agree? Oh, sorry. Keep going. But no, no. That's a question. Do you think that's a normal getting out of his car, or do you think that's a a uh, like a drug addict lunatic? It's just a Tuesday for him. (laughs) All right. Here's what we need now. We just need it now. And I I'm I'll be fine with this. Uh, Every business needs a paintball gun now. And (laughs) Uh. look, it'll leave a welt. It'll leave a mark. Anyone's been ever been hit with a paintball? Sure, it'll leave a mark, but it's it doesn't break the skin, and it doesn't. It's not going to hurt you. It's just unpleasant enough. But you must turn and leave mm. when somebody is pelting you. There's no at that point you stop whatever it is you're doing. You just have like if if they had a paintball gun, the second this guy started yelling pop pop in the chest, and he's he's out. He's leaving. You have to leave. You know what I mean? Like if somebody comes into the Home Depot and they're like, I'm going to bust open this case and I'm going to steal some of this Milwaukee batter. Pop, pop. Yep. You have to leave. You you can't continue doing what you're doing. No. You know what I mean? Like 
you could be balls deep in the most beautiful woman in the planet. <laughs> Two good fucking paintballs in your ass. You hop off. Boner gone. You're fucking screaming. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yelling at the kid to come in and look at what's left of your dick before yeah. it goes away completely. Like, Leather phase. Whatever it is you're doing, you stop. Yeah. Sure. You could be looting. You could be busting up at McDonald's. You could be fighting at an airport. You, you could be doing all the shit we see. Paint gun. It's like sorry. What, the, what the spray bottle is to a cat. Yes. Yes. It just stop. Uh, and I, we're now at the point where if you run a, a Home Depot or McDonald's or an Arby's or a Costco or whatever. Or a Gucci. The fucking greeter you need one. has to have a fucking paint gun. Yeah. And it must be seen. You know what I mean? Like Out you walk public. walk past this guy, mm-hmm. you know, like the like the fucking guy riding shotgun on the stagecoach. He didn't have that shit hidden under the seat. You saw <laughs> he had a shotgun that stopped you from robbing the stagecoach, you know? Paintballer. And I'm talking the one with like the big 40, 40 piece hopper on top. Oh. Two. What, what kind of rate of fire are you looking at? Because I used to play semi professional paintball. It was, well, that's why I brought it up. It was an early 2000s <laughs> thing. And uh, some of them, because. The, <laughs> you look like such a paintball. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I kind of so my gun was very quiet. It sounded like like a silenced nine millimeter, and I think its rate of fire was about seventeen balls per second. For what you're talking about, 17 Adam, seventeen a second. I, I kind of like the the four or five rounds a second with like the pop pop pop. It's, yeah, it's more mm-hmm. punitive. We're making a statement. We are, right. and, and it's more like you are a, a nuisance to society, and it's it's shameful. Whereas like the minigun. Right. That I don't think that gets the we point don't need across. The phalanx of, of paintballs, and also, ah. and would anyone ever go like like if you just said to an American like, well, there was this bear, and the bear was uh, up in my trash can, and it was rooting through the trash can, and knocked it down. So I shot it in the ass with a paintball, and the bear went away. People go, good for you. Yeah. Well, what the fuck is different? Yeah. Why sure. is this? Why is this different? I, you, you know what I mean? Like that guy could have got two pops. Even on a four shot per second piece, yeah. and that would uh, what kind of PSI are you running? Uh, I was running about uh, oh fuck compressed air. I'm trying to think what can like 300 feet? no 300 feet per second. I, I, I don't got my PSI measurements. I'm all sorry. right, but we can all agree that two good shots in the sternum, and this guy would have got back in his truck. It would also right? be sort of a coveted McDonald's position. You know, you've been here long enough. You get to be the paintball guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting on a stool, all constantly oiling it, washing it. You know, People could look at you. We could get veterans off the street with that job. Oh, that's right. These and guys are trained. Also, I like the uh, the tar. <laughs> veteran job for veterans instead of a Walmart Well, greeter. look, at schools. There's so many school fights now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm fucking wilding on guys laying Teachers on the ground. Pop Pop, pop, fucking mob goes away. Great veteran job. Uh, 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 Some fucking uh, Hamas rally gets out of hand. Just pop, pop, pop. You tear down a poster of a kidnapped victim. Yeah, somebody's going in to tear, you know, BLM guys are tearing into the electronic store. It's just pop, pop, pop. That's it. They stop. They go away. And then I got two more things I want to add. We had, so first of all, it's it's the modern tar and feathering. We go pink paint. Yeah, and, yeah. And make it um, make it the stuff that will not wash out of yeah, clothing. Yeah, we know who you are now. And then also, we used to have uh, banana <laughs> banana scented paint. We could go wild with the scent. The scent could be another banana scent. I never yeah. thought about it. Yeah, yeah why? We, we had Bananarama. It was just you know, it was a way for the that paint company, which the boxes of ammunition were like sixty dollars. Oh, oh no, I got you. So on top of paying your dues at the field, getting your compressed air, the paint. That's why paintball never really caught on. No, as a sport. I'm going to do. I'm doing one better. 
every fourth ball is filled with mule cum. <laughs> and oh. you can fuck it. That one's going in the forehead, bro. <laughs> like, you want to deal with that? And you know that, yeah, if you keep, if you keep it up. You keep it up. <laughs> you're getting the mule There's gist. a mule in the chamber. Right in the forehead. Shots of Bases shit. are loaded. I've hit you That's with three. Right. Do you That's want the right. mule cum? That's right. I, this stuff stops tomorrow when we just start <laughs> implementing my paint gun um, philosophy. That is these. insult to injury that it ruins your clothes, too. That's <laughs> yeah. huge. And, and you're marked. You know what I mean? We know who you are when you you're leave. You're like a guy that the thing exploded on you because you stole and tried to take the tag off. Die pack. <laughs> yeah. Why does it have to be mule jizz? That is just a public. That is a lynching, dude, when it's mule jizz. It's not I'm, even donkey or horse. I already used moose jizz in a in my airbag scenario in a book I wrote. So and I the Prussian helmet, too. A little. Yeah, the Prussian helmet. Well, thank you. The Prussian helmet popped out, too, in that one. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We got more viral videos. We'll do that right after this. Hey, I don't know if you guys know, but it's See Better Drive Safer Month. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, they have put a spotlight on items to help you see the road more clearly. All month long, receive gift cards after rebate on select wiper blades and bulbs. If your wiper blades are streaking and smearing, well, they're worn out and they need to be replaced. But good news, you can get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate with purchase of select wiper blades. Their professional parts people will install your new wiper blades and they'll do it for free. See the road better with new bulbs. Get up to a $15 O'Reilly gift card after rebate with the purchase of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra or select ZXE Twin Pack Bulbs. They'll even help you pick out the right bulb for your vehicle. Visit your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store for details. O'Rewards members receive two times O'Rewards points on select bulbs and up to four times points on cleaning supplies for your vehicle. Don't miss the See Better Drive Safer Month now at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Bill Browder, who uncovered a massive fraud inside the Russian government and took on one of the most powerful men in the world, Vladimir Putin. Well, I was sitting there down 90%. They were going to steal my last 10 cents on the dollar. So I took a decision which nobody had ever taken before, which was to take on one of the oligarchs. I did. I fought back big time. Sergei and I exposed the crime. The same people who Sergei testified against arrested him, and then tortured him to try to get him to withdraw his testimony. He was really a man of steel. On the morning of November 17th at 7.45 a.m., I got the call from Sergei's lawyer, and it was the most horrifying, life-changing, soul-destroying news that I could have ever gotten. For more on how Bill Browder continues to fight for change while being a thorn in the side of Vladimir Putin, check out Episode 3, which is one of the most popular episodes of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Definitely not a Jew on the Adam Carolla Show. Dateline, Clearwater, Florida. A 35-year-old 7-Eleven employee was charged with battery after assaulting a female customer with a lemonade big gold. 
definitely not a Jew. Ryan Long and Danny Mullen in Danny's. All that paintball talk got him hot and bothered. (laughs) He'll be back. (laughs) Now, look, when I bring up the paintball stuff, uh, there's detractors and they'll go. Well, what if a person, like an innocent person or just some kid or something like gets hit with a straight paintball? Okay, but what if the guy pulls a whole computer rack and knocks it over on somebody's head? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people always go, well, what about this? Why would an yeah, innocent well, person get hit with a paintball? Anyway? Would you rather get hit with a, you know, your kid be hit with a straight paintball or be attacked like at a McDonald's? Like somebody picks up the paper towel dispenser and smashes it on his head. Like that's number one. Then number two, they would say, well, what if the crazy guy, what if you shot him in the eye or something? It's like, well, this guy's he's trained. asking for it. He started it. We know how to handle. The guy's got the guy's not going to miss his chest. But if he does, well, then don't tear up a McDonald's. This shit can happen. You know, is, is what I'm is what I'm saying. And this isn't just going to be anyone doing the paintball. This is a revered position, as we've said. Well, this would be like Danny's team, like ex paintball teammates <laughs> or maybe we'll find the guys from the ska band who just danced and now are out of a gig they're know? probably the same guy honestly. just a guy named cody on his ninth monster energy drink <laughs> is there any way you would miss if i just said stand 15 feet away from that dude and hit him in the sternum with your paintball gun is there any way you'd hit him any other place in the sternum it's been about 18 years since i fired a paintball gun but i think i would find my target pretty quickly yeah and he would stop yeah he it would fucking hurts he would. Uh, all right. And they'd be fucked up, too. They'd be like, what? There'd be no <laughs> the context for it. They'd, they'd, start getting, they'd be insulted. They might have their feelings hurt. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Well, um, before I get to this next one, so Danny you just did a YouTube video at Evergreen College. You remember uh-huh. Evergreen College? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Evergreen was... Is that the Brett Weinstein one? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah so oh, was that the No White People Day? Was that Yes. That? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is... Th- Okay, those assholes prove my point all the time when when people do the thing where they go, we just want rights. We just want to be treated the same. We want we want gay marriage. We just want we wanted the same rights afforded to straight couples. And they go, fine, have gay marriage. Good, take it. They go, we're not done. It's like, oh, you just want to fucking, you want to be agitated because the blacks are like a day without black people. And white people are like, okay. Don't show up. I and think the white people on that college were probably part of the organizing squad, right? <laughs> oh yeah, and they then were like, <laughs> then they they did it for a while, and then they're like, oh, that's not enough. See, we're aggrieved. We have grievances. Yeah. Now we don't just say we're fucking pain in the ass, and all we want to do is bellyache about everything. They just go, we want this, we want that, and then as soon as you give it to them, they go. Well, now we want drag queen story hour. Mm-hmm. And you go, what? We want we want trannies shaking their fucking cock and balls in front of four-year-olds. And you go, no. Go, oh, we can't do that. It's like, <laughs> we got an issue. You wanted gay marriage. You got it. We, we wanted a judgment-free society. You have it. But you're grieved. You want to keep going. That's what happened to yeah. Weinstein. The organism must keep growing. That's right. And so Danny went um, as a uh, pro-Palestinian, like free Palestine. Mm-hmm. So uh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, she all, she's been um, doing some pro Palestine stuff and chanting Palestine will be free of, and things of, like that. Of course, because she just has to be on the wrong side of whatever John Wayne would want. Uh-huh. That's what it is. <laughs> and you can set your watch to it. It's like, oh, where does Rolling Stone come down on any of this? Like, where does any? Of course, no, they're gonna. Right. She fucking probably loves Lou Reed. She, <laughs> she might. I don't know what her musical tastes are, but so she was at a large climate protest in Amsterdam. 
and she was uh, talking about how Palestine will be free, and she was interrupted, and this is what happened. Yeah, she turned the climate protest into, like, the... Because everything's everything, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) We have not been listening. The people in power have not been listening. I have come here for a climate demonstration, not a political fear. So, yeah, the guy came up saying... Immediately, people are hands on him. Uh, yeah. Touching yeah. him. Fucking my paintballs would solve this shit. <laughs> you need 17 Greta balls a second. talking about Hamas. Pop, pop, pop. Right back to windmills. Greta saying, calm down. <laughs> Greta sort of has a strut to her now, right? Yeah. She thinks she's pretty cool. She's got some juice. <laughs> she also... She's got to be pretty rich now, too. <sighs> Oh, oh no! Yeah. Climate justice on, <laughs> on occupied. Yeah, she's mixing it up. Wow. Yeah, How yeah. many causes? Can I'm I just saying, in? you know, they're going to be on the they're on the wrong side of everything. Why is that a coincidence to people? You know what I mean? Like, if you talk to me, I would be like, "Yeah, I'm for gay marriage," and then I want to beef up the border. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, I wouldn't just go. He's for everything that <laughs> Biden is against, or vice versa. I yeah. would. There's some nuance to it. Sure. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with abortion. I'm cool with gay marriage. Uh, but I want to lower taxes and shrink the government. Like, <laughs> okay, because I'm a human being. Well, how do I know what you're going <laughs> to land on before we start it? Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's on that's every about, issue. How did I know all you pussies were going to land in the exact same COVID bin? Yes. How? And should have been totally nuanced. Should have been just as many people going, masks don't work in Hollywood, then masks do work, or open schools are closed. Nope, all the same place. Uh, you said that you respect anybody who's honest and has honest opinions on stuff. My thing is, when I'm determining whether or not a celebrity is a pussy, I just need one thing on their Wikipedia section that I can latch on to. Mm-hmm. Like, like, for a while, John Cleese from Monty Python was really pissing me off. Just everything right. was about Trump and how Biden's great. And I was like, motherfucker, like, this, this sucks. Like, I like John Cleese. But I found on his Wikipedia that he got canceled for saying that slavery was not a, a, a United States sin alone. And there have been slaves since the beginning yes. of the time. And he got a bunch of blowback for that. I can like John Cleese. Well, you're just like, okay, so this is at least one that's what you actually opinion. think. Yes. You're not just going with the program. He's honest, and yes, he didn't just go for the everything. He didn't order the number one on the menu, which is just all the woke shit. All of it. (laughs) In lockstep. I know. Uh, The other thing about Greta Thunberg is when she first hit the scene at, like, 16, I was like, we could have potential hotness here, but this could go either way. I'm going to write a date rape rock song about you her. See, well, <laughs> or a fucking a statutory rape rock song about her. My, my, look, when you see we like both a, know the world's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Little girl, let's get to sucking. <laughs> no, or the I'm, greenhouse gases. Oh, well, here's what I'm saying. When you see Brooke Shields at 15, you go, okay, I know which way this is going. This is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, like a 15-year-old Brooke oh, Shields, man. and you go, this is this is a hottie, and she's going to be hot. You see Cindy Crawford <laughs> at 16. You don't go, I don't know if she's going to look like a 19. No, better. You know what I mean? I knew which way. You can tell which way people are going. You I see, knew that about Jaden Smith. I go, this guy's going to be <laughs> this guy's gonna be a man. <laughs> now, if you go back to the facts of life, and you see like 15-year-old Mindy Cohen, you go, all right, this is going a different direction here. There's good... You see, kids, any, listen, 
if you're when your kids get old enough and their friends start coming over, guys and girls, you'll see the 15, 16 year old version of them. Go, oh, that's a good looking. She's going to be a good looking lady, and oh, that's a good looking dude. That's going to be gonna, a good that guy's going to be fat. Like, like you can sort of see the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, hairline receding at fourteen and a half. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's every guy that looked like forty posture. eighteen. No, what I'm saying is Greta Thunberg. When I saw her at sixteen, I was like, this could go either way. I, this is a coin toss. Mm-hmm. This could be a path to hotness mm-hmm. or not. I don't think it worked out. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. How old's Greta now? Here, she's, she's like twenty. 20. Although I think it wouldn't work for her image to be hot. So even if she was hot, she would have to like put on some pounds. And yeah, like but we could still tell too. she was hot. <laughs> I know. I know, like those 80s movies where the hot chick puts the glasses yeah, sure. on. She's like, oh, what, Cindy? She works in the library. Like, you can't see those double T's pushing through the sweater. You can't be like the climate activist and also not be a little gross. <laughs> is, is it like, is being super left-wing and angry all the time, there's got to be a, a cigarettes per day smoked equivalent to what that does to your system. Oh, they just came out with a study that said having no friends and being lonely is like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That wow. has to be true. Though. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's I, like your will to live. There's right? an emotional side. Yes, waking up pissed off at the world and or thinking it's going to end in eight years has to take its toll. Yeah. All right, was there any more with Greta? Sorry. Oh, no, that's it. Yeah, just... Uh she was uh she was interrupted, but she she got that. Guy but she loves out. Palestine, she, yeah, because oh, of course, I mean, right? Because yeah. what would piss off John? And Wayne? I think that she'd fit well in uh, at Evergreen, right? Like, perfect. They they would love her. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Ninety nine percent acceptance rate. Brainwashed psychos. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't. It do, it doesn't become curious to them that they're like. What I what I keep sort of getting back to it's like okay, you guys all thought the exact same thing about COVID. And you also thought the exact same thing about Hunter Biden's laptop. And you all thought the exact same thing about Kyle Rittenhouse and Oshkosh you know, or whatever. Yeah. You, 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 just, you just thought the same about everything. And then you turn out to be wrong about everything. That doesn't make you pump the brakes just a little like when the next thing comes down the mm-hmm. pike and you go, well, the ladies <laughs> from The View. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but they've been wrong about so much yeah. for so this, long so there's this new bill that was that was signed into law about california schools and next year starting next year they're going to be teaching students media literacy in an attempt to combat the spread of misinformation and, and spot fake news great right so we're gonna get the truth minister appointed by Biden to suss out mm-hmm. all the fake news and all the dangerous stories and all the myths and disinformation that turned out to be right over the last five years. Yeah. Because they would have squashed every one. Every one of those stories would have been flagged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, anything with Joe Biden and Ukraine, anything COVID, anything COVID medications short of the vaccine would have been mm-hmm. would have been flagged. They would have flagged all of it. So right. anything BLM critical. Right. Right. Everything. Every, everything. Yes. Yeah, so this this new bill is authored amid a rising distrust in a news media and particularly <laughs> among young people. But here's the problem. The, the cause seems noble, except for it's them wanting to control the narrative, and I no longer fucking trust you liars. Yeah. Or, or you're just – you're stupid or you're lying. You, but I don't trust it, you anymore. They've been – you're so right. They've been wrong so many – there's that meme going around like reverse Jim Cramer, where Jim Cramer, the financial guy, <laughs> yeah, when he yeah, says yeah. a stock is going up or down, you just buy – if he says it's going to crash, you fucking right. – you oh, buy more of it. Yeah, it's going up. Bitcoin and uh, – <laughs> 
and and Delta Airlines is going to a thousand. So you sell your Delta because he's fucking well, wrong. Listen, it's the same was, shit. These guys thought Michael Avenatti was the next. He's in prison now. Michael Avenatti, <laughs> ladies Sam from Bank the View. I know you had a big time crush on Michael Avenatti. He's in jail. This is all you do is be wrong, and then you want to be the arbiters of what <laughs> yeah. can get out there? Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, so I have no—I like, in theory, what they're talking about, but if they're talking about them being labeled as wrong the whole time, then then fine. They yeah, and they're never able about, to stick to their objective anyway. You know no, I mean? they move right on. So is this going to happen in California yeah, schools? starting next year. But it, uh, it, it's weird. So this new law doesn't include funding to train the teachers and advisory committee input from librarians, surveys, uh, or a way to monitor the effectiveness of the. But the author, Assemblyman Mark uh, Berman, Democrat out of Palo Alto, uh-oh. he said those uh-oh. features will be implemented uh-oh. later. Keeping the legislation simple is key to getting it passed. So, but they're gonna, yeah. they're going to teach kids how to spot fake news. Is there any criteria that they've they've listed already for as far as like how they're going to do that? No, or they just said the more orange weave. it is, the more fake. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I see any Cheetos. They're going to weave the material into existing classes and lessons throughout the school year instead of uh, forming a standalone course. This is the Orwellian part of this era we're in right now where you have Fauci, who's either lied or been wrong about everything COVID, getting up there going, I'm worried about dangerous misinformation on the Internet. Where are they getting this information? It's like you... And Rochelle Walensky and all of you are the source of all <laughs> mm-hmm. the wrong information. And they do a they do a weird straw man thing, which uh, I got into with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who who I, I like. But they do this thing. They'll make this argument all the time. They'll go, look, Fauci, Rochelle Walensky and all these people have all these board certified virologists and experts in their field. And then you go on the internet and there's some nut job who's wearing a cereal box on his head telling you to drink <laughs> fish tank cleaner and you listen. It's like, no, no, there's a bunch of other physicians yeah, yeah, from yeah. Stanford <laughs> and Harvard and major universities who have 40 years experience each who are saying it's not. No, I'm not going on the computer yeah. and finding the guy who's hitting himself on the head with his own flip flop <laughs> who works doing in the sewage management plan. And he's not getting paid by the people. No. Down. No, it's not him. We're listening to other doctors, other accredited people who have a different opinion. So Mm -hmm. you, this fucking argument, they always do it. It's always insulting, but that's their Mm -hmm. argument every time. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And you are not trying to silence the guy who's wearing the cereal box on his head. You're trying to silence the group of physicians who say we should reopen schools (laughs) in society. That's what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they always switch right in the middle of the argument. They they fucking and you clearly have your incentives lined up to do so. But it'd be like it'd be like if you said, uh, "Well, uh, I had two estimates on re-roofing my house," and you called the other roofer and you went, <laughs> "You didn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not giving you the bid for roofing my house." I'm going to go with the other guy, and you're going to go. You're going to go with the crack-addicted, yeah. homicidal, <laughs> unemployable, insane prison felon who's never been on a road. No, no, I'm going with Acme Roofing. That guy's been working in this neighborhood for 40 years. Oh, you want to hear some crazy? You want some crazy man bang at the moon on top of your roof all night, molesting your daughter? Like... No, no, this guy's <laughs> licensed and bonded, and he does roofing. <laughs> and so I'm shit. listening to him, you fucking retards. 
All right, I'm now angry. I, I between this and you bringing up Lou Reed. Hey, on that <laughs> anger note, I think I'm going to rip. You got to go. My thing I know. Was an hour no, I'm, 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 I'm giving you plugs hey, right now. Thank I'm you very much. No, for don't leave. Me. We're leaving now. We're leaving with you. Okay, okay. We're going with you. All right. I'm not. I mean, spiritual. Can I, hey, catch me can in I Toronto. Minutes, I want to give Phoenix. Yes, Phoenix. Toronto, coming up. Phoenix, Colorado just added as well. RyanLongComedy.com is where you go. The Danny Mullen Official is where you go. You can go to AdamCarolla.com. Sacramento sold out, but Fargo and Let's Nashville go. and Huntsville. Do it all. And until next time, this is Adam for Ryan and Danny and Chris. Say it. Mahala. Leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744 and get your tickets to see the Ace Man at AdamCarolla.com. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Bill Browder, who uncovered a massive fraud inside the Russian government and took on one of the most powerful men in the world, Vladimir Putin. While I was sitting there, now 90%, they were going to steal my last 10 cents on the dollar. So I took a decision which nobody had ever taken before, which was to take on one of the oligarchs. I did. I fought back big time. Sergei and I exposed the crime. The same people who Sergei testified against arrested him, and then tortured him to try to get him to withdraw his testimony. He was really a man of steel. On the morning of November 17th at 7.45 a.m., I got the call from Sergei's lawyer, and it was the most horrifying, life-changing, soul-destroying news that I could have ever gotten. For more on how Bill Browder continues to fight for change while being a thorn in the side of Vladimir Putin, check out Episode 3, which is one of the most popular episodes of The Jordan Harbinger Show.